Amen. It is time to hear from God's word. This is one of the most important parts of our service where we meditate on what God has to speak to us. Amen. I want to share something today on the subject called seeing life through God's perspective. Seeing life through God's perspective. I remember many years ago in school, uh, we, we had this um, experiment where we had to build a... Oh, I, it, it's strange when you get on stage, you forget a lot of things. Uh, a periscope is what it's called. You, you have glasses and you can see another side. I remember seeing through that. It was a very interesting thing. Uh, even the kaleidoscope, you remember? It's all these colored glasses inside. I, I remember seeing that in, a, in, a, in the science experiment. And the moment I saw that, I wanted one so that I can see everything through that view. Through that view. You know, as we grow up, one of the things I've been learning of late, one of the things that I've been realizing that's very important is that we have to learn to see who we are. We have to learn to see our life through God's perspective. Just imagine if God had a periscope, if God had a kaleidoscope. We have to learn to see our life through that view. Because many times when we look at our own life, what will we say about ourselves? If we look at our own life and critique ourselves, what will we say? I wanted to be somewhere, I wanted to do this, but I'm not there yet. I wanted to be that person, I want to be successful, but I'm a failure. But when you look at your life through God's lens, you will have something different to say. And that is what I want to share with you this morning. That is seeing life through God's perspective. If you have your Bibles open, turn with me to Job chapter 23, verse 8 to 10. Job chapter 23, verse 8 to 10. Job chapter 23, verse 8 to 10. If you're there, I would like to read this verse for you. I go east, but he is not there. I go west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. But he knows where I'm going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure gold. This is a beautiful verse that reminds us of our life struggles. And as you look at the life of Job, it reminds us of what he went through and how he was able to overcome. And so as I talk about this subject, seeing life through God's perspective, you know, when I think of life and in all the ways in which God works, I have realized this one simple truth that as a follower of Christ, as a child of God, I have to learn to see myself through his eyes, through his perspective. Sometimes, you know, I remember uh, growing up as a child uh, at home, I always had this inferiority complex where I felt I was not good enough. But you look at my parents, they don't, don't, they don't see me the same way. I may look at myself and think I'm not good, en good enough for anything, but my parents will say, you're good enough. You are wonderful. You are handsome. You are beautiful. See, our parents on this earth have a very different perspective about our life. If our parents, now let me put it this way, if our parents can have a very different perspective about life, then think 
how big of a perspective will God have about us? Many times we think of ourselves as nobody, but God sees us as somebody in his kingdom. Let me tell you this. You know, when I see my life and when I see the way it's going, sometimes there's a lot of things to complain, a lot of things to crib about. But if I learn to see my life in the way which God is leading, there are more reasons why I should praise him. Like I shared with you in the beginning of the service, there are more reasons to complain always. When we look at our life, sometimes it may, it may feel like God is not working. I don't know if you felt like that. Sometimes when you look at your life, you'll feel like, I wonder where is God? I wonder where he is? What is he up to in my life? Maybe he's not doing much. But the truth is this, God is always at work. God is doing something beyond what I think. God is providing me beyond what I can ask for. God is leading me places beyond my capacity and my feeble mind, you know what it tells me? God is not there. My feeble mind tells me that you, sometimes the mind tells me, you know, you are going to have only five people in church. You're going to have a very limited growth. But I tell you, no matter how we feel, the reality is this, that God is always up to something. My mind will tell me I'm a failure. Our minds will tell us that we are not good enough. But in God's perspective, he reminds us that we are victorious through him. Paul says, sitting in a prison, I can do all things through him. He, he saw his life through God's perspective. He didn't limit himself thinking, oh, I'm in a prison, I'm under arrest, how am I going to live? Just imagine the way Paul would have lived. And most scholars write like this saying that he was chained to a Roman soldier. Now most of us walk free. What if one day you were called and chained to a cop? Imagine how much of a freedom you would have. Paul was chained like that, and even in that chains, he writes, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That was the perspective. In other words, it's not about what I am going through, it's not about me, but when I look through God's eyes, according to the world, I may be a failure, but in God's eyes, I am a victorious one through him. Amen. Living in this world, we may fall under this pressure that... Uh, that we constantly try to see our life based on others. Sometimes we think, oh, what do they think of, of me? Am I something to them? You know, will they accept me? Will they, what if they don't like me? Or what if they just act as if they like me, but in reality they don't like me? A lot of thoughts might come into our minds. And we give in to that pressure sometime, okay, behaving in a way that others can be pleased with us. I tell you, it doesn't really matter. The more we behave based on others' preference, it's a trap. The more we behave based on how others will like us, it's a trap. I, I often think to myself that as I prepare the sermon, there's a lot of temptation to preach what will you know, be relevant to you. As in, because I talk to a lot of you. I know what, you're, what, you're all, what all of you are going through. And it's easy for me to prepare a sermon based on that just so that you can enjoy it more. That's a trap. My duty as a pastor is to wake up in the morning and say, Lord, what do you want to do in this church? Let me do that. 
instead of giving into the pressure of people and living a life that can please them what god calls us is to see life through his perspective and please him first amen i remember last year telling my family that this church by 2019 has to grow to 100 people uh, but but we we haven't reached that number yet and i wonder what in the world am i doing with this church in mangalore i don't belong here what am i doing here i i begin to think am i in the right place you know did i hear right from god sometimes when we hear a promise from god we begin to wonder did i do the right thing you know did i really was it was it really god speaking to me a lot of thoughts will keep running in our mind and it's it's crazy sometimes and i've learned this that i i've come to realize all these crazy thoughts that i have in mind sometimes is because i am seeing life through my perspective i'm seeing life through the way i want to live i am seeing my life based on where i need to be i'm seeing life according to my plans i'm seeing my life according to my goals and here's the truth every time i see my life based on my perspective it's going to be more depressing it's going to be more sad every time i try to see my life based on the goals that i have to achieve it's going to be more depressing i've been hearing news about suicides that's been happening in the city around the city uh, there was one 18 year old girl in an iit i believe she committed suicide i'm just wondering you know what do they go through when they are 18 that they have to do something like that life is much more than that one problem that happens no matter what problem happens when we look through god's perspective there is a hope for the future but when problems happen and when you think oh this happened to me and how can they do this to me it will feel like an end of life but when we look at life through god's perspective no matter what comes in our life no matter who comes against us we can still tackle them in the name of jesus the biggest reason why people commit suicide is because according to their according to their perspective this happened to me and now there is no reason to exist no reason to exist i i was talking to somebody who went through a very bad breakup and uh, and i told them you know you have to come out of it things like this will happen but you have to learn to overcome through christ and this is what they told me back they said it's going to take a couple of years it's going to take a couple of years i said your life that you're having right now and the years that you're going to waste about this one breakup is not worth it because one day will come now according to your perspective it is good to spend years in overcoming one relationship but years later when you look back at your life you will regret because according to your perspective now you might have done the right thing but then you will realize it was the worst thing ever we have to learn to see our life through god's perspective and see when you look at the life of job if we read from the beginning to the end we see job struggling with the same issue at one point he sees his life through god's perspective another time he sees his life through his own perspective and he and he keeps battling with that he says like this in job chapter 2 verse 9 job chapter 2 verse 9 when we look at the life of job when we read the book of job we see this similar issue where this man is one day uh seeing life through god's perspective another day seeing life through his own perspective let me give you this example in job chapter 2 verse 
So Job chapter 2 verse 9, his wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Now what did Job's wife say in his misery? Curse God and die. And in verse 10, Job replied like this saying, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? Such a nice verse, right? Beautiful perspective. He's saying, okay, we lost it, but let's also accept not just good from God, but let's also accept this calamity, this trouble. Sounds good. Now let's go to an other, other verse. In Job chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, Job shifts the gear. It goes off in a very different direction. In Job chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, what he does is that he begins cursing the day he was born. Just in the previous chapter, what did he say? Should we only accept good from God and nothing bad? And then in verse 3, he goes off in a different direction. He says, he cursed the day of his birth. Verse 3 says like this, Let the day of my birth be erased and the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned to darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high. Let no light shine on it. You see the difference between God's perspective and human perspective. Job one time saw through God's perspective and he said, okay, let's not just accept good things from God, even terrible things, let it happen. And when it comes to chapter 3, he starts complaining. He starts saying, let the day of my birth be erased and the night I was conceived. Do you see the change in words? In, in verse 11, he says like this, why wasn't I born dead? Powerful words. <laughs> Very strong. What is he saying? Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I come? Why didn't I die as I came from the womb? When we look at our own life, the calling and the purpose which God has given us, oftentimes we know and we understand, okay, this is where God is leading us. We know God is working in our life in a certain way, but we want to get to that place faster. Like the Israelites, God had a plan for them. The journey is going to take 40 days. Probably the Israelites would have expected right after they came out of, the, uh, out of Egypt, next step into the promised land. Between God's promise that you receive and by the time it's fulfilled, there is a process. There is a season of testing you have to walk through. There is a season of sometimes pain that you have to walk through. We know God is working in our life in a certain way, but we want that to happen right now. For those of you who might be waiting to get married, it, it's difficult to go through that waiting period. It, it'll fall in place one day. It, it'll all happen one day. But it's difficult to keep waiting and waiting because as humans, we want everything to happen right now, immediately. No waiting, immediate fulfillment of promises. Like meet somebody today, fall in love tomorrow, get married the following week, then we will be like, God is doing something great in my life. But in God's perspective, you know what is there? There is a waiting period. There are seasons in life where you have to be patient and wait on God. In God's perspective, nothing will happen in one day. But it takes over a period of time. Let me tell you this, in God's perspective, 
Your career is not going to skyrocket in one day, but it is going to take time. You will not turn into a superstar in one day, but it is going to take time. In God's perspective, you're not going to flourish in your calling in one day, but it's going to take years before anything happens. Anything happens. You may wonder why. Because during that period of waiting and during the seasons of waiting, what God is doing is that he's preparing behind the scenes. He's working behind the scenes, preparing you for what is coming next. When you look at the life of Job, I want you to understand carefully that God allowed the enemy to touch him for a reason. God allowed the enemy to touch Job for a reason. If you go to Job chapter 42 verse 2 to 3, please follow along. Job chapter 42 verse 2 to 3, it says like this. I know you can do anything and no one can stop. This is what Job said. Now in this we can find a purpose why God allowed this to happen to Job. In other words, God wanted Job to understand him better. There was a purpose for what Job went through. Don't think that it was random. God was one day sitting and the enemy came and probably they just had a conversation and they thought, okay, let's try this out. No, God had a purpose. That's what in verse 2 he says, I know you can do anything and no one can stop. In other words, Job understood about God this way. He said, God is God. He can do anything he wants and no one is going to stop him. It's something very important to understand in our day and age today. Because many times we try to bend the hand of God by doing something. We cannot do anything to God. We cannot stop him or we cannot slow him down. He is God. He plans something, it will happen. Many times we play the role of God. We say, God, I command you right now to do this in my life. You command, you decree, you declare, nothing is going to happen. God is God. And so in the life of Job, God wanted Job to understand him better. And that is why all the tribulations came through. If you look at verse 5 and 6, he says like this, verse 5 and 6, he says, I had only heard about you before, but now I see you with my own eyes. What, is, what does Job say? I've heard about you before, but now... I see you with my own eyes. In other words, Job's relationship with God grew even better. There was a purpose for his pain. In verse 6, he says, I take back everything I said and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. God's purpose for Job's life was to refine his thinking about who God is. And also, First Job had heard of God, but now he says, now I know you better. My eyes have seen you. It is a poetic literature, so this doesn't mean he literally saw God. It means he understood God much better than before. This reminds us something. Now when we look at Job's life through a normal human's perspective, we'll be like, oh, what a pity. He went through such pain. He went through such struggle in life. But in God's perspective, Job's pain had a purpose. In God's perspective, the disappointment that Job went through had a purpose. It's the same in our life. See, the pain that we go through has a purpose in God's perspective. When we go through pain, we are like, God, why did you do this to me? Why can't you do that? Why can't you flourish me? Why can't you prosper me? 
it's difficult to go through the season of pain but when we look at god and find out what he is doing we will understand that my pain the disappointment that i'm walking through has a purpose and let me also tell you this even your failures have a purpose even your bad decisions that you make serve a purpose that is why romans 8:28 says like this that we know that god causes everything what does he do everything even the good and the bad to work together for the good in other words we may experience pain in life but eventually god will turn that for the good let me tell you something romans 8:28 is a verse all of us know anyone who doesn't know romans 8:28 we all know but how many times do we understand it because when i when i meet people who are in pain one of the things they say is how long pastor how long should i go through this the truth is pain is going to come in our life but you know what god does he takes that pain and turns it for the good romans 8:28 tells us what god does and the reason why we don't understand many times is because we don't see it through god's perspective the question we have to ask ourselves is do i see my life through god's eyes do i see my life the way god sees me because when you begin to see your life the way god sees you then you will understand that your failure is nothing that the problems you have are nothing to worry about because even the bad decision god turns it for the good even your failures god turns it for the good even the pain even the abuse everything that you can go through in god's perspective he turns it for the good he turns it for the good amen how many times do we look at life through god's perspective how many times do we look at life through god's perspective we complain so much we're so discouraged when something doesn't happen but in god's perspective let me remind you something everything is going according to his plan when god plans you know nothing can change him and when god wants to do something nothing can change that that is what job understood he said i know you can do what you desire to do and no one can stop you In other words God's plan is so powerful if we look at life through his perspective we will rejoice in life every single day the reason why we sleep dissatisfied in the night the reason why we wake up in the morning tired worn out we are already you know by the time we see the morning we are exhausted why because we wake up with so much of sorrow thinking why is my life like this but if you learn to see your life through God's perspective God will teach you one thing that even the pain even the disappointment is for your good that is who our god is when i look at the church when i look at where we are where we should be in 3 years it's sometimes difficult you know for me coming from a different place from a different culture uh, uh, and some things that would happen in my place are like 15 minutes early people would be in church praying sometimes on their knees you come to a city like this it's different And sometimes I wonder, Lord, why did you send me here? <laughs> why can't you send me to another city? It'll be tough, but there is a lesson in that. And if all I'm going to look at is, oh, people didn't come, I cannot preach. But if I'm going to look at it this way, saying, okay, God, you've sent two souls today. I'm going to preach your word at its best. 
God will move. We have to learn to see our life through God's perspective. Then we will realize even the pain is nothing. You know, I, I, sometimes I think that if our generation can learn to understand about God and seek Him and find Him, they will know that there is no reason to end their life. Off late, I've been hearing news about suicides just going up. And it hurts me because I know there is great life in front of them. And the enemy's target is to do one thing, is to remind them you are nothing, you're a failure, there is no point in living, and nobody likes you. And they think, oh, that's it. Why do I have to live? But in God's perspective, you are loved. You are valued. He treats you as the crown of his creation. Psalm, see, Psalmist had a perspective of that. Psalm 8, he says, what is man that you're so mindful of him? God's perspective. What does he say? Psalm 8, what is man that you're so mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the angels, but you crowned him with glory and splendor. Just, just imagine the psalmist David, you know, had this perspective that I am no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not like this person who is an outcast, but I'm treated valuable in the sight of God. And he understood that I'm valued and I'm loved by God and that is more than enough. When you see life through God's pers perspective, I tell you, you will enjoy life. Amen? When you see your life through God's perspective, every day will be a great enjoyment to you. As we look at the life of Job, that's exactly what we see. There are times when he looked at, looked at his life through God's perspective, times when he looked at his life through his own perspective. Job chapter 23, verse 8 to 10. Can we turn to that passage? I have a lot more to speak, but I'm going to finish in a couple of minutes. Job chapter 23, verse 8 to 10. He says like this, I go east, but, but he is not there. I go west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he is hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. And I love us, and I want you to focus on this. But he knows where I am going, and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. See, all these three verses from Job chapter 23 reminds us of how we as humans struggle to see life through God's perspective. Now, the context of this passage is that Job is talking about how he feels distant from God in his misery. And in his misery, what he does is he says, I'm going to argue my case before God because I am innocent. In his pain and trouble, Job somehow felt distant from God. And so he expresses it very poetically saying, I go to the east, I do not find him. I go to the north, he is hidden. I go to the south, he is concealed. He expresses everything and then finally he goes to God's perspective and he says, but I know where I'm going. And when he tests me, what will happen to my life? I will come out as pure as gold. Has come out as pure as gold. One of the things that we see is this, that Job, even in the greatest moments of his pain, I don't know if you have heard of the Job's syndrome. Have you heard of it? Only about 300 people in the world have it. You can look up a picture on, my, my wife is a skin doctor and she showed me on picture before dinner one day. I was like, put that book down. <laughs> it's terrible to even see it. Job syndrome, only about 300 people in the world have 
It's a terrible kind of sickness. But even in that terrible time of pain, Job finds comfort in God's perspective. He says like this in Job chapter 19, verse 25 to 26. He says, but as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. He says like this, I'll read the verse for you, please pay attention. He says, but as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at last. It's painful, yes, it is difficult, but guess what? I know my Redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at last. In verse 26 he says, after my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. In other words, he knew, he knows that this body that is perishing right now, that, is, that has all these disease, one day will be restored back. How many times do we think of God that way? Many times when we go through pain, we think this is the end of life, but Job sees life through God's perspective and he says, I know he lives, and even though this body is destroyed, yet in my body I will see God. He says, even if everything about my body is destroyed, one day I will see in the same body, a renewed, a restored one, I will see my God. Just think of how this man found comfort in God. Found comfort in God. It is so important, I tell you, to find our perspective in God because, you know, when we do that, when we see our life through his perspective, I'll share quickly two points. First, we will learn is this. God has not abandoned us. When we see our life through God's perspective, we will learn that God has not abandoned us. Second, we will learn that there is a hope for the future. There are so many in this world who are living without a hope for the future, but when we see life through God's perspective, see life in the way God is seeing us, we will know that there is a hope for the future. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So when you look at your life through God's perspective, what you're going to learn is that you're going to have an amazing future. A lot of young people I meet have no hope for the future. Have no hope for the future. They think, okay, I've been through this, I've been through that, I've been abused, I've been raped, and this and that has happened to me. Now what do I see? What more is there to life? And some of them just you know, drink, 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 drink every night. Life is, 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 is in, in, in shambles. And the reason why they are living that way is because they are constantly seeing life from their perspective. And I tell you, the more you see from your own eyes, it will be more depressing. You will feel like giving up on life. But the more you see life through God's perspective, you will see that there is a hope. Just as Job went through this pain and he said, I know my Redeemer lives, even if this body is destroyed, one day in my body I will see God. He knew that in God's perspective, I will be restored completely. He lived with that hope. You see, what Job went through, he could have killed himself. It was so painful that he had to take coconut, you know, the, the shreds of a coconut shell and scratch himself. Have you ever tried doing that to yourself? <laughs> it's painful. Even if you take that thing of a coconut, the other end, that's a little soft, but still rough, it's painful. Job went through so much pain that he took the coconut shell pieces and he scratched himself. It was painful, like, 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 like some scholars say like dogs would be licking him because of his wounds, it was bearable, it was smelly. 
But even in that pain, what he does is that he sees life in the way God sees him. And he finds a hope for the future. He does not kill himself, but he knows that God will one day set him free. And you come to the end of his life in Job chapter 42, God restored his life. And he had double than what he had before. And, he, and then he had seven children. He lost seven and he had another seven children. And the Bible says he lived for another 180 years. Will God restore you? Definitely he will. What will give you hope for the future is when you see life through his perspective. So when challenges come your way, when somebody is against you, when people are dead against you, just ask the Lord, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? What is your perspective about my life? How are you seeing my life? Show me a glimpse of that. When you see a small picture of that, I tell you, you will rejoice every day. Because you know your life is not going to be the same every day. Your life is not going to be painful every single day. Another beautiful truth that you will figure out is when you see life through God's perspective is that you will realize that God has not abandoned you. There is this one powerful promise that says, I will never leave you nor will I forsake you. In our pain, our feeble mind will tell us that God has left you. In our struggles, when we do something against God, our feeble mind will tell us, God has left you, you are all alone. But the truth is this, God never leaves us. God never leaves us. He is always there by the broken. He is, the Bible says, he, he, he is close to the broken hearted. If you are in pain, guess what? More than your friend, more than your parents, God is the closest to you. He's there by your side, waiting to wipe your tears, waiting to comfort you. But do you know why you don't realize his presence? Because you're not seeing life through his perspective. Rather, you're just seeing life through others' perspective, through your own perspective and thinking, oh, my, my life is so terrible. God says, no, I am there with you. I read this beautiful quote this morning that said, God not only allows pain, not only allows disappointment, but walks with us through the disappointment. You look at the life of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. God not only allowed them to be in the fire, but he was also there with them in the fire. God will not allow you to go somewhere and say, okay, I'll see you there. Come one day in heaven, I'll meet you. No, no. When you're walking through pain, he's there with you. When you're walking through disappointment, he's there with you. But if you see your life through God's perspective, you will say, no matter what happens to me, I'm going to rejoice. We come to the life of Paul, same thing. He saw life through God's perspective under house arrest in Rome, chained to a Roman soldier. And in that moment, what does he write? Rejoice in the Lord always. How? <laughs> How can you rejoice? See your life through God's perspective. How can you say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? See your life through God's perspective. And I tell you, everything will fall into place. Everything will fall into place. Remember this. When you see God's, when you see your life through God's perspective, you will learn that He has not abandoned you. And second, you will realize that there is a hope and a future for you. God has amazing things in store for you. And you will learn that when you see through His perspective. Why don't we stand up? We are out of our time. Why don't we stand up in prayer? Let's, let's make this simple prayer. 
simple prayer saying, Lord, from today onwards, I want to see my life through your perspective. I want to see my life based on the way you see me. I'm tired of all these opinions I get from my relatives, you know. Oh, be like this, do like that. Do. Tired of all that. I don't want to listen to people's perspective anymore. I want to listen to what do you have to say to me today? What is your perspective about my life? Where are you leading me? If you can catch that perspective, I tell you, you will rejoice in God every day. Why don't we close our eyes and say this prayer, simple prayer, God will listen to you. Just lift up your hands towards heaven and say, Lord, give me your perspective. Help me see my life through your perspective. Help me see my life through your eyes, O oh Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Enough of all the pain, Master. Enough of all the torment. And sometimes I think, Lord, where are you and what are you doing? And Father, thank you for reminding me today that I have to learn to see my life through your perspective, through your own eyes, because when I see it, I know you, were, you have never left my side. When I see it, I know that there is a hope, that there is a future for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for reminding us once again that you have never left us. Thank you for reminding us once again that you have great things in store for us. And Lord, even as we go back to our homes, we want to take this message back and meditate on it and live this message, O oh Lord. We want to live out what we have heard today, that is to see our life through your perspective. Enough of every disappointment that the enemy is putting in our heart. Enough of every thought that the enemy is putting in our heart saying, my life is over. Enough of everything. God, I want to see my life through your perspective from today. I may be like a failure in the eyes of the world, but in your eyes, O oh Lord, I am a victorious one. Because your word says that we are more than conquerors through him. And we know, Lord, we are victors. We are conquerors. That you, Because you have won the battle, we have won it, Master. And we know we can live in peace every single day of our life because of you. Help us to see our life through your eyes. That's our prayer, Lord. That's our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for this beautiful morning. Thank you for reminding us of your word that Job, even in his pain, learned to look at life through your perspective. That even in the times of disappointment that he learned to look at life through your perspective. And Father, help us, we pray. Help us, we pray. To look at ourselves every day through your eyes, O oh Lord. Help us to remember this truth that we have heard today and put it into practice every day. Lord, we have learned that the pain that we are going through has a purpose. The disappointment has a reason. The failures have a purpose. We know, Lord, you are leading us through everything. At the end of it, we know we will be victorious because of you. 
oceans may rise thunders will roar but we will be safe because you are there for us help us to live with that perspective every day help us to live with that perspective every day thank you lord for who you are thank you lord for leading us guiding us and protecting us thank you for bringing us together this morning to worship you and to lift up your name because the rest of the day the week into your hands in jesus name we pray amen